0: Thought leadership from PWC. Welcome to PWC's Accounting Podcast. I'm Heather Horn. Today's special episode is our audio companion to PWC's publication, ESG Reporting Preparing for Tomorrow's Rules Today. For the latest information on the ESG proposals covered in this publication, as well as access to show notes with links to other available resources, head on over to viewpoint.pwc.com. Now, let's jump into the recording. Regulators and standard setters around the world have proposed new disclosure requirements triggered by investor demand and in some cases designed to inspire efforts to combat climate change. The ESG reporting landscape is dominated by the big three proposals released this year. In the European Union, EU, as part of the Corporate Sustainability Reporting Directive, CSRD, internationally, by the International Sustainability Standards Board, ISSB, and in the United States, by the Securities and Exchange Commission. SEC. Nearly all public companies are expected to be subject to one or more of these rules and some may be impacted by all three. Private companies are also likely to need to report in some form whether to investors with enhanced expectations, companies in their value chain, or perhaps mandatorily in jurisdictions like the EU. With final guidance around the corner, the big question is What should companies be doing now? The rules and standards are not yet final, and the proposed requirements are expected to evolve as a result of the rulemaking and standard-setting process. Companies could take the approach of waiting until the uncertain is certain. But given the expected scope of the requirements and effective dates that could be less than a year from issuance of the final rules and standards, that option is simply not feasible. This publication offers no regrets moves to prepare for new climate disclosures. Think of these actions as a head start. Many of the steps to successful compliance can be started now to avoid a scramble when the rules and standards are finalized. The topics and scope and specific requirements of the three proposals differ. The current SEC proposal is more narrowly focused on climate-related risks and opportunities, while the draft EU Sustainability Reporting Standards, ESRS, which will formalize the reporting requirements of the CSRD, and draft ISSB standards address a broader population of sustainability issues. This publication focuses on the topic of climate common to all three proposals, but the concepts it covers are broadly applicable. The no-regrets moves we'll cover include assembling a cross-functional team, understanding and evaluating ESG reporting requirements, inventorying existing climate disclosures and related data, and finally, creating a plan to address gaps. First, assemble a cross-functional team. Although many companies currently report some ESG information voluntarily, today's sustainability reporting is typically not of the breadth or depth of the big three proposals. The reporting timeline may also be a challenge. Instead of releasing a sustainability report six months or more after year-end, the new requirements will likely demand more timely reporting in many cases in line with current financial reporting requirements. In addition, reporting to a regulator brings new management and control certifications and related liability, warranting more formal processes and controls, as well as education throughout the organization, including the board. At a minimum, establishing an effective process will necessitate holistic thinking and partnership between the finance and sustainability teams as well as proactive leadership from the technology organization. Possible challenges. First, compliance will require a cross-functional effort. For example, accounting, disclosure committee, external reporting, enterprise risk management, internal audit, IT, and legal. Second, reporting timelines may be short and thus challenging. And finally, existing governance strategy and documentation may need to be enhanced to formalize climate risk responsibilities. The related action items. Identify key stakeholders and business process owners and set up a cross-functional working group with clear ownership and objectives. Second, develop a project plan and timeline. Third, Assess current knowledge and understanding across the organization and develop a plan to upskill resources. And finally, engage with corporate directors on the plan, including education sessions, as needed. Second step: understand and evaluate ESG reporting requirements. Understanding and evaluating ESG reporting requirements is a three-part process: A. Assess applicability. B, understand the detailed requirements, and C, determine the expected reporting timelines. This evaluation should not be limited to the big three proposals, but instead should include a canvas of requirements in all jurisdictions in which the company operates. A, assess applicability. With the right team in place, the next step is to assess the applicability of the different frameworks. All U.S. public companies and foreign private insurers would be in scope of the SEC rules with specific disclosures and assurance requirements that may differ depending on filing status or circumstances. For example, smaller reporting companies, as defined, would not be required to provide information about Scope 3 greenhouse gas emissions. All companies listed on EU exchanges and non-EU entities with quote, large, end quote, as defined, EU subsidiaries or operations would be in the scope of the ESRS requirements. And companies will need to monitor which countries adopt the ISSB standards or require other local sustainability disclosures. For example, countries including New Zealand, Switzerland, and the United Kingdom have adopted some form of mandatory disclosures aligned with the Task Force on Climate-Related Financial Disclosures, TCFD. B. Understand the Detailed Requirements While the proposals have many of the same disclosure requirements, they differ in some significant respects. Understanding the detailed requirements of the applicable rules will be crucial in ensuring a complete and effective project plan. Although a general understanding of the rules and standards will be sufficient for many within the company, the project teams needs to develop expertise on the proposals, including understanding subtle differences if the company will be reporting under more than one framework. For example, the SEC proposal would require companies to disclose climate-related targets and goals if they have them. In contrast, companies subject to reporting in the EU will be required to actually have targets and goals. Digging into the requirements will contribute to both the completeness of the ultimate project plan as well as the quality of the ultimate reporting. In addition, although the disclosure requirements are still evolving, time invested in understanding the rules now will ensure a rapid response when the final rules come out. C, determine the reporting timelines. The final component in this stage is understanding the expected reporting timelines. Although the proposed SEC rule included an illustrative timeline with compliance required as early as 2023 for large accelerated filers, given that the final rules have not yet been issued, we now expect the earliest compliance to begin in 2024. Although this remains to be seen when the final rules are issued. Similarly, quote, large, end quote, as defined companies in the EU with more than 500 employees and securities listed on an EU regulated market would be required to begin reporting in fiscal year 2024, filed in 2025. The effective date of ISSB standards would be determined by each jurisdiction that adopts them. Although 2024 may seem distant, it's only a little over a year away. Careful planning will ensure companies are prepared when compliance is required. Third step, inventory existing climate disclosures and related data. A company's existing climate-related disclosures in regulatory filings, sustainability reports, and other public and internal reporting will be the foundation for enhanced voluntary reporting and the expanded disclosures called for by the proposals. Identifying reliable, repeatable sources of climate data, however, is often one of the primary challenges in cataloging existing information. Potential challenges include questions about the origin of data, inconsistencies in data called from multiple or disparate sources, and the sufficiency of data to support extensive estimation. These challenges must be resolved to create robust process documentation that identifies relevant controls related to the mapping of data from the source to the final report. The inventory of existing disclosures should focus on assessing data quality as well as evaluating whether the related processes and controls are sufficiently robust to support investor-grade reporting. During this phase, Companies should also consider their future state data governance, establishing pillars of high-quality data, such as criteria for acceptable data sources, the scope of checks and validations, and expectations for processes and controls, early in the process of preparing for mandatory disclosures, will allow companies to quickly ramp up once the final requirements are announced. Further... Enhancing the quality of data reported now will help prevent changes in the future as a result of the implementation of additional processes and controls. A data source inventory should help answer important questions such as, what data is required? How will the data be used in reporting? Where is the data maintained? Is the data reliable? Are additional controls and related processes needed? And where will the data reside over the long term? The goal, establishing a reporting process similar to that for financial reporting that provides high-quality information with repeatable, efficient, and effective processes. Final step, create a plan to address gaps. After determining which standards are expected to apply, considering the scope of reporting requirements and assessing the data quality of current disclosures, companies will need to identify the reporting gaps between current state and future state focused on data, processes, and controls. In some cases, determining the gap may require tentative decisions about how to interpret unclear language or requirements in the proposals. And while the final rules and standards may provide some additional clarity Interpreting the requirements now will provide companies with foundational understanding when the final rules and standards are issued. Some of the challenges in interpreting the proposals are highlighted in the following section together with potential actions in response. First area, climate risks, possible challenges. What constitutes climate-related risk and opportunity may not be clear. And, what differentiates a disclosable target from less specific intentions to transition to a lower carbon economy may not be clear. Action items. Establish group-wide definitions of climate and transition risk-related activities. Second, evaluate the sufficiency of existing risk management processes that will be used to identify climate-related risks. Third, Review scenario analysis and related processes. And finally, enhance materiality determinations of climate related risks to specifically address impacts across the short, medium, and long term. Next area greenhouse gas emissions, possible challenges. Existing organizational boundaries for GHG may not be the same as the organizational boundary aligned to the financial statements in the SEC proposal and draft EU standards. The ISSB proposal includes an election to determine the organizational boundary using either a control, financial or operational, or equity share approach consistent with the greenhouse gas protocol. When possible, however, we believe that reporting of GHG emissions should be aligned with the accompanying financial statements. Next, GHG emissions data may be incomplete. GHG data may be difficult to compile in time for a regulatory filing. GHG data quality and controls may not be sufficient for a regulatory filing. Current GHG reporting processes may not capture data from equity method investees or entities in the value chain. And significant technology and data governance updates may be needed. Action items. First, inventory all related processes and systems to understand the company's ability to completely and accurately capture GHG emissions information, update infrastructure, and technology as needed. Begin discussions with equity method investees And entities in the value chain regarding the availability and timing of GHG emissions information. Consider where the absence of available data would require estimation approaches. For example, with entities in the value chain, develop processes to collect available data on a timeline consistent with meeting reporting requirements. Next, Consider whether to recast existing climate-related metrics, goals, and targets for the new organizational boundaries, which would enhance consistency. And finally, determine whether scope 3 emissions are material, as this impacts the extent of disclosures under the SEC proposal, and whether they are included in any GHG emissions reduction targets or goals. Last area. Financial statement impacts for the SEC proposed rule. Possible challenges. Current financial reporting processes may be insufficient to identify the financial impacts of one, severe weather events and other natural conditions or two, climate-related transition activities. Next, financial reporting business processes, systems, and controls may not be sufficient to meet the design and operating effectiveness benchmarks for internal control over financial reporting. Finally, significant technology and data governance updates may be needed. Action items. First, identify financial statement line items most likely to be impacted by severe weather events and other natural conditions or transition activities. Inventory-related processes and systems to understand the company's ability to completely and accurately capture the relevant data, update infrastructure, and technology as needed. Consider creating a separate chart of accounts or cost centers to track and maintain costs associated with climate-related events. Consider how estimation approaches can be used when data is unavailable. And finally... Consider how the design of internal control over financial reporting and related process documentation may need to be updated. What's next? When finalized, the Big Three ESG proposals will become the foundation of a new reporting ecosystem that supports the decision making of investors and other stakeholders. This new ecosystem is expected to come to fruition in a fraction of the time of its counterpart the financial reporting ecosystem, which began decades ago and is still being enhanced. Given rapidly evolving expectations, a company that waits for the final rules to be issued risks scrambling to meet the compliance timelines, potentially risking the quality of disclosures and missing an opportunity to best share the company's story. Although some aspects of the proposed rules are still evolving, their general expectations and direction have been established. While there's much we do not yet know, there is much that we do. Companies would be wise to utilize the draft rules to prepare for final rules today. That does it for our In The Loop audio companion. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the print version available at viewpoint.pwc.com along with other PwC resources. Our publications and other podcasts offer additional information and insight into the big three proposals. So that you never miss any of our audio content, I hope you'd follow the PwC Accounting Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And have some feedback for us, please reach out to me at heather.horn at pwc.com. From Thought Leadership at PwC, I'm Heather Horn. Thanks for tuning in.